Welcome, you're now in a good place. This is the Rainmakers Podcast with your host, Cheryl Alcorn. Okay, hi everyone. My name's Cheryl Alcorn and I'm the author of the Rainmakers Prayer Study Guide. And I am very excited right now because I just have so much that I want to share with you and, and I just wish I could just spend all day sharing with you, you know, just talking about the things of God, the plan of God, and our life with God. Do we have struggles in life? Oh, yes, we do. But Jesus said we would overcome those things. I have written some things down, and, and I really feel like God is really showing us now more than ever how we are to walk with him. And so I wrote some stuff down on here, but there was a song that I was listening to, and I, I, I love the lyrics in this song, but part of the lyrics is this, more love, more power, more of you in my life. And I love that song, and it, and it was just like, when I heard that song, it just made me think about, Lord, you know, we need to say that every day. It needs to be our first conversation of the day. So I wrote a, I wrote a prayer, and really, the prayer was inspired out of that. And see, and that's what God wants to do. He wants to inspire you to write your own prayers. He wants you to write your prayers to him. One of the things that this woman said, and I really love it, she said, you have to have your notes because when you are in training to be able to do what you're going to do in life, there are things that you need to do and things that you need to know. And she said, it's like a script and it's like you're practicing. But, you know, once again, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. You have to have information for impartation. Okay. So after I heard that song and I wrote this, prayer transcends the natural realm where your understanding becomes supernatural. Prayer transcends the natural realm where your understanding becomes supernatural. Now, if you've listened to me, and I can say this, that I know this without a fact, and you're going to say, check. I say the word understanding a lot. And I'm thinking, why do I keep saying that word all the time? Because in order to do something, you have to understand. And I never really thought about it. And I thought, you know, hey, God, you've given me this word. I've used it so often. I know Kendall that does the production on this. He's probably thinking, yeah, Cheryl says understand a lot. And I do say it a lot. But in order to do something, you do need to understand it. So when I wrote this prayer, I wrote it with an understanding for myself that I needed to pray this. Okay? And this is what I wrote. Father God, in Jesus' name, today I want more of you in my life. Today, I want to know your heart, Lord. I want to know your peace and your understanding of your grace for me. Your words say, by grace, we've been saved through faith. By my faith, Lord, you have given me. I pray that thankfulness will arise inside of me, that peace will arise inside of me, that hope will arise inside of me. You are Jehovah Tesitkanu. You are the God of righteousness. You are Yahweh, the God of divine salvation. Thank you, Lord, forever for loving me first. I love you forever grateful. Amen. It was like I was writing God this love letter. Do you get this? 
God wants a personal relationship with us. He wants you to pour out your heart to him. I had, and I said it in the last piece that I did, do we pray from the heart? Yes, we do pray from the heart. But is it important to write it down? Yes, it is. Because that prayer that you wrote down is a love letter to God. And I don't know about you, but when you get a love letter from someone that you love, you want to read it more than once. You want to hear it more than once. And it might be that you read it and then you tucked it away. And then years later, that love letter might be given to someone else that needed to know how important it was in that time that that was said because it's going to affect them too. It's going to affect them too. So God is the God of conversation and he always wants us to know what he's thinking if we'll have our ear to the Lord. So one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about today was something that the Lord had me write in here. And I want you to know that the prayer study guide was God inspired. It wasn't Cheryl inspired. It was God inspired. And did it happen overnight? No, it did not. Did it happen because of a lot of prayer? Yes, it did. Did it happen because of a lot of research? Yes, it did. God would tell me, look the scripture up, look the scripture up, look the scripture up. So in the prayer study guide, there's 108 scriptures. I can guarantee you, I don't even know 108 scriptures yet. So if you can take these scriptures and know all of these, you're going to be doing good. But in here, I talk about the assignment of angels. And I have touched on that before. And I want you to understand why and how God releases angels. And I put in here the divisions of angels. I put in here a prayer for you to pray for the release of angels. Okay, that you pray to God that he will release his angels. I, I wrote in here what the angels do. Okay. Okay. Let me give you this example. And I know this is the Lord because I don't really, all I had in my plan was what I got in front of me, but God just brought this up. I, uh, went on a trip this year. And when I got to the location immediately, now I want you to hear me immediately. I was met by an angel. Now I'm going to tell you why I know this because I was at the baggage claim I was getting my baggage. So you got to understand that everybody that's at the baggage claim is people that just came off an airplane, right? Okay. But all of a sudden, someone taps on my shoulder and I look around and guess what? There's a homeless person tapping on my shoulder. And I'm thinking, okay, how is this? Because all these people that are in here, and now you got to remember when you fly now, right now, you're flying and there's a lot of security. To even get to that place, you had to go through all kinds of security. I can guarantee you the homeless person wasn't supposed to be in there. But I believe it was an angel of the Lord that came. And the reason why God met me through that angel was God was telling me, Cheryl, you're doing exactly what I've told you to do. And because you're on assignment for me, from this point forward, you're going to see the signs and wonders of God. And I have to tell you, I... <laughs> There were so many things that happened. I can't even begin to tell you today, but I will explain all those signs and wonders. But God sent an angel. Okay. So I talk about the angels. But one of the things, and then I also ask you to write some things down about what you learned about the angels. 
Then I touched and the activities of the angels. And then I started to write about the things of the dark world, the things that have happened because when Satan fell from heaven, Lucifer was his name before, he fell from heaven. And God wants us to understand also our position, our authority over the powers of darkness. So I love this in Isaiah 14, 12. It says, how you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to earth you who destroyed the nations of the world, for you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and I will set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of gods, far away, from, far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of death, down to the lowest, lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you and ask, can this be the one that shook the earth? I, I have to say to you, we have to say to God, God, you're bigger than whatever it is that's coming against me. You're greater than anything that could affect my body. I'm going to take authority over that very thing because you just said to me, can this be the one who shook the earth? He's talking about Satan. Say, we're saying that Satan has more power than God. I had a young man ask me one time. He was in a, the mental institution here in the city that I live in. And I went to visit him because his mom called me up and said, sure, I need you to go see my son, he's in the mental institution. He asked for you. I said, okay, I'll go in there. I had no clue what I was going to. I had never been in a mental ward. And I am telling you, God be my witness. The very first thing that he said to me, he, he comes up to me. He sees me. He's not like, oh, Cheryl, how you doing? No, he says this to me. Cheryl, is Satan more powerful than God? I tell you what, I looked at him and I said, just like this, God created Satan. No. Freedom. Freedom. If I was in that place to shake the walls of that mental institution, I can't even say it, mental institution to say that God is more powerful than Satan, then I was sent in there to shift the atmosphere of that place. But do you see this, people? We have been given the power and the authority, but we got to know what to pray. Let me read another scripture. This is Jude 1, 6 through 7. And the angels who did not stay within their position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued natural, unnatural desires, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. So what is God saying here? God is saying he's a God of righteousness and justice. He's a God of making right choices. He's a God that says submission is everything in his kingdom. But it said here, and we knew this, we knew what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. 
But let me say this to you, and we all have to walk in this. The eyes are the windows to our soul. This is a gateway here. So whatever we look upon, we have to say, if I gave that which is not of God my eyes to look at, then I've just indulged in something that is not of the Lord. But God has given you authority over that. And he said, cast it down. Cast down that argument. Cast down that imagination. Do I do everything right? By no means. Have I made a lot of mistakes? Yes. And recently, I have. I've continued to make mistakes because we live in this life and we have to, to find balance in what to do and what not to do because there's so much around us that is not good. Then it says here, Now arose in heaven Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down in the ancient serpent, and it was and it who is called devil, the devil, Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Revelations 12, 7 through 9. But he was defeated. Lies are defeated. Sickness is defeated. But you have to stand in agreement with God for that to take place. Jesus said, these things I've done, but even greater things you will do because I go to the Father. We have to stand in his kingdom and we have to stand for what he said and we have to take authority over. One of the things that God gives you when you are in that place with the Lord, he gives you discernment to know what to do and what not to do. And when God gives you that discernment, you pray, Lord God, I, I just feel this impression right now. Something that you're telling me, Lord, show me what to do so I don't make a mistake, right? So I'm going to pray for you right now, and then we're going to end this. Father God, I thank you for every person that's been listening, that's been watching. Only you know, Lord, exactly where we're at. But your word says that you will perfect those things that concern us. Lord, right now, we cast our cares to you, Lord God. We cast them. We cast our false, our faults. We cast, Lord, all our mistakes, Lord, to you, Father God. And we ask you, Lord, to heal us. We ask you, God, to renew us, Lord God, in a place, even now, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, that there are people that have been emotionally tormented with the fear that they would die in this hour. Well, in Jesus' name, we break that spirit of death off of you. You will not die, but you will live and declare the salvation of God, and you will accomplish the will of God and the plan that he has for you. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you, Father God, for giving us a mind that understands how to speak over the things that are coming against us. Because there's that song, and I love that song that says, there are more that are surrounding me than what's coming against me. That means that God's army is surrounding you, and whatever's coming against you has been defeated by Jesus when he said, it is finished. Say that. 
Say, it is finished. Devil, you are finished. You cannot come into my family. You cannot have my son. You cannot have my daughter. I don't know where my son is. He's out on the street somewhere. But in Jesus' name, he's going to come back now. In Jesus' name. Lord God, open the eyes of his heart to see where he's at, that he is lost, Lord God, and he needs to come home. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I say the same for the daughters out there. The daughters that have run away. Lord God, that you would open up the eyes of their heart, Lord God, that they would see, Father, that they have gone away and that they need to come home. They need to stop where they're at. They need to stop where they're at in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you are the shepherd. You go after the one that leaves the 99. Lord God, you promised us you would never leave us nor forsake us. And right now, Lord, bring peace into the heart of that parent, Lord God, that needs to know that you have their child and they will live and they will be free in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing in this. Amen.